0: Welcome back to the Carnivore Yogi Podcast. Today, I have an interview with my friend, Irene Lyon. The first time I interviewed Irene was just a little bit over a year ago, and I had just finished her 21-day nervous system reset and since that conversation, I have done her Smart Body, Smart Mind, and I just absolutely love her work. So all of that is going to be in the show notes if you're interested in any of those programs. If you really just want to get started on understanding trauma and the nervous system and how those things can affect things like your gut health, your blood glucose, your ability to sleep, all of those things, then she has an amazing YouTube channel that is just Completely binge worthy. I'm just going to warn you right now if you start watching the videos, it's going to be really hard to stop watching. Um, but I'm going to link that also in the show notes below for you guys. But I highly recommend the work that she does. I just have found it for myself to be extremely valuable. And in this space of health and wellness, we really want to look at all aspects of things. I think that mitochondrial health is tied to trauma stored in the body. I think this is absolutely a link that a lot of people overlook we can do all of the things and if we ignore our past traumas we might not heal completely so I think this episode is extremely extremely important and we talk about a lot of the things I've been plugging on my youtube channel you guys know I'm really into ice bathing (laughs) you know I like meditation quite a bit but sometimes that might not be the first place that you want to go if you have a lot of dysregulation in your nervous system. So I thought it was really, really important for me to talk about this in an episode with you guys. So I hope that you find this information helpful. Please do tag me, tag Irene over on social media, share it in your stories, send this episode out to a couple of your friends if you feel that they could also be helped by the information. And don't forget to head on over to Apple, and I think you can on Spotify now as well. Leave me up to a five-star review. It helps to get this podcast out to more and more people. I also want to thank the sponsors of today's show. The first one is Optimal Carnivore. A lot of us are missing those essential nutrients that you can only get from organ meats, but a lot of us don't really love eating those organ meats. That's why I love Optimal Carnivore you can use my code carnivore uppercase y over on amazon the link for that will be down in the show notes for you guys and the second sponsor of today's show is upgraded formulas as we all know minerals are incredibly important in keeping the body regulated the nervous system regulated if you have low magnesium It's going to be very, very hard for you to sleep and to regulate. So you can use my code Yogi12 over at Upgraded Formulas and use the link in the show notes to save on anything on their website. I love their magnesium. I also love their hair tissue mineral analysis because... It's the greatest way, in my opinion, to find out what mineral deficiencies you actually have and if you get a consultation, then you can get specific instructions on what to supplement with in regards to your minerals. So it's a very targeted approach and these two companies, Upgraded Formulas and Optimal Carnivore, these are supplements that I will not do without, that we keep them in the house, they are staples for us. So. Just know if I ever mention a product on my podcast or on my YouTube, it is something that I personally use, so I stand behind both of those. Links are down in the show notes, and I'm also going to put a couple links in the show notes to a couple webinars that I have done recently that might be of interest to you guys, so hang out, enjoy the show. It's a long one, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. All right, guys. Thank you so much, and for coming back and tuning in. I'm very excited about today's guest. I was just actually looking at my calendar, and we did an interview almost exactly a year ago today. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's just about a year that we had okay. our first conversation, um, Irene Lyon. And uh, thanks for being here today. Yeah, Sarah.
1: It's so good. I'm just going to move you so I'm looking at you <laughs>
0: on the screen. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's crazy a year ago, and I will link that chat down in the info section if Mm -hmm. anybody wants to watch that. But since then, I went through Irene's Smart Body, Smart Mind. Her and I have connected and remained friends and talked, and it's just been just a really cool, cool experience getting to know Irene and and doing her her program. So this is going to be a great chat. (laughs)
1: Totally. No, and I, I have learned so much from you and all your guests. You know you're you're to blame for all the devices now in my home and (laughs) going out in the dark to put my feet in the dirt down at the park and but it's good it's all good it's a good blame so thank you for all you do it's been fun to to learn through your guests and all those people
0: oh thank you that's so that's so cool yeah Um, yeah well what we were just talking before I turned the camera on about you know, what's going on right now in my community is that, um, we're, we're really excited about cold therapy. We're really excited about some of these things that we can do with biohacking, but one of the things I think is important, and you just had a talk on your channel with your husband about, Mm -hmm. um, cold therapy and meditating. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a side of this that we need to really uncover and talk about, um, when it comes to overall healing, don't you think? I
1: agree. And a funny story, when I was prepping that piece of content with with Seth and myself, and we chose kind of a a stinker of a title. It was something like, um, Why Meditating and Cold Plunging in Paradise Won't Heal Your Trauma. I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was. And I sent it to my, because I don't do my graphic design, so I have a great woman in Australia who does my design, shout out to Naomi, and she got it and she wrote back and she's like, could we also title this why meditating and cold plunging in Byron Bay won't heal your trauma or why meditating and cold plunging in Bali won't heal your trauma. Yes. And she so she's in Australia and Byron Bay. I've, I've been there a few times is kind of renowned for, it's like the Sedona of Australia. And so it has that hippie vibe, that healing vibe, which is great. But there's also in those communities, and I've been in them, a lot of bypassing, mm-hmm. a lot of spiritual bypassing. Yes. I call it somatic bypassing. So it was kind of neat that a graphic designer that really isn't connected with my work other than making pretty design websites gets it as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's huge. And I've, you know, I've been to Bali and meditated. I think we <laughs> talked about on, yeah. <laughs> on the last You're conversation. Right. And yeah, it, it, that stuff is great. I think it can be helpful, but like you were saying, there's a lot of bypassing going on. So for people who may not be, I guess, familiar with what bypassing actually mm-hmm. is, what's your definition of that, especially when it comes to our, our trauma.
1: Yeah. So I'm gapping on the original person. Is it Michael Singer, who wrote spiritual mm-hmm. bypassing a book. Sure.
0: And um, I have a couple of his books, but I don't know. Yeah, that could be him. Yeah. And, you know,
1: I, what, what it originally meant or means is that we are, and I'm being very general here, just for the record, very general. So someone who is seeking enlightenment, which is a word I don't like to use, because I actually don't fully believe that that's possible. I think we're always learning and always growing and and so, but there's this thought of, I want to ascend. I want to be enlightened. I want to connect to God and nothing wrong with God or Christ consciousness. I, I get it. I, I believe in all those energies, but the, that goal is so strong in a person that they bypass all the other yucky stuff and the traumas and the uncomfortable feelings. And in many ways we could say it's sort of a a very strange way of dissociating from reality. And, you know, some folks might need that because they don't have any other tools to be with the uncomfortable sensations, the uncomfortable emotions, the uncomfortable memories, because that's real. Like if someone had a very, stressful, adverse childhood, for example, or they had intense uh, surgical trauma when they were young. I like to put that one in there because a lot of people like, oh, I wasn't beaten. I had a good childhood, but then they leave out that they had leukemia when they were five. I I know people who had to go through multiple surgeries and all this treatment for that and they obviously survived and they don't connect that that was so intense and scary when they were five. And they disconnected from their body. So what can happen is then we become adults. We're free on our own to do what we want. And we gravitate to things that help us stay in freeze. So there's fight, flight, and freeze, which I know you know, the the survival energies. But freeze numbs us. It, It disconnects us from our body. It's what someone will say if they've ever been attacked or raped. And they'll say, I literally went numb. I was floating outside of my body, watching it all happen, not feeling a thing. And so this spiritual bypassing is an attempt to to basically stay safe, right, Sarah? But the safety is is not actual, it's not literal, it's not absolute, it's dare I say, fake safety, right? Um, And so that's spiritual bypassing. And we know that this happens because a lot of folk will, Uh, My students will say I've been meditating and doing these practices, and I thought I was good, and then I had a car accident that wasn't bad, but it blew me up and I was a mess or I got into this relationship and I had no clue that the person was whatever toxic. And it's like, how did that happen? I'm so ascended, I'm so enlightened, I'm so connected to this spirit, but what has been ignored, and then this is where I put in somatic bypass, what's been ignored is the physiology. Mm -hmm. And this isn't anybody's fault either. We just, I mean, when I was getting into this work in my 20s, the healing world, the exercise world, the nutrition world, and then the neuroplasticity world in 2004, none of this talk of spiritual bypass and trauma and the body, just, we just didn't know about it, you know? And I'm sure a dietician could say a similar thing about why, how we figured out vitamin deficiencies and nutrient deficiencies back in the day, right? We just didn't know. So somatic bypass is, I think, the real pandemic. It's like, what is really, really, ever present in so many folk um, because of our industrialized world nine to five, which is now like eight to 10 for some people (laughs) and just not connecting. It isn't even about connecting with nature, but connecting with our own nature. Mm -hmm. And I remember vividly being in one of my trainings. I don't know if this ever happened to you or someone around you in your yoga trainings, but um people would start to feel their bodies like we touch bones like and i'll like there were quite a few people in my training that when they felt their sit bones right and felt them gliding they viscerally got sick
0: yeah we had there were a lot of people in, in my yoga teacher training myself included that were having these like cathartic emotional experiences. Yeah. <laughs> Which was not fun because I'm like, that's not this is not what I signed up for.
1: You signed but up for I enlightenment. Had,
0: I wanted <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be calm and cool and zen. I did not want to be crying in a puddle on the floor of this yoga no. studio. I was no. that was not what I came here for. And so many of us we we went through that and it was kind of like okay yeah. I mean the teachers that I study with are great and I'm still connected yeah. to a lot of them. But I didn't really feel like they explained what the hell was going on as well as they could have. Or if they did, I didn't get it. I was, I did not understand what was happening at all.
1: You were at Kripalu. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was under um Yoganand, who basically is the dean of Kripalu. Um so you so were they, at
1: that place.
0: Well, I was here in Atlanta. They okay. had um, it's called Pranakriya. So Yoganand was here. Okay. He would fly in every other weekend, and there were a couple other Kripalu trained mm. teachers. And it was at a studio here in Atlanta. Got it. Um, yeah, but it it is Kripalu style yeah. yoga that we <laughs> that we. Were I
1: have I, I have a story about that. I was at that institute, which is in Massachusetts, I believe, mm-hmm, in the Berkshires. Yeah, beautiful in the fall. Um, I got like viscerally sick when I was there.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And it wasn't because the food was poisonous or there were chemicals in the air, but I'm very sensitive to old energies and energies. And I walked into that place and I, I felt I could feel the functional freeze in the walls. I could feel the spiritual bypass in the walls. And I I'm generalizing They're there. Well, that saying it's everything. so
0: funny that you say that because, okay. So one of my, my digestion t- went off.
1: I'll just say that yeah. like, I got bloated. I never get bloated.
0: I was so bloated in teacher training, like <laughs> worse than I had ever been in my whole life. I mean, just horrible. And I hadn't gone vegan yet, so I can't blame that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, and it's so crazy. You say that, that functional freeze, because, you yeah. know, I love Yoganan. He's an amazing teacher, but one of my other teachers kind of separated away from yeah. that lineage and I, and she became a trauma-based yoga teacher and uh-huh. she teaches yoga to women in prisons. She teaches wow. yoga to children in juvenile detention. And I've done her training programs, which they're absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she told me when I was going through that weekend is she said, you know, I love Yoganan, but he's like a statue. He's frozen. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's put it yourself into a pose and just stay in the pose, yeah. you know? And, and he, and there isn't room for the feelings and the somatic parts that need to come up in that. And so, and, and, you know, the, there's a scandal that happened at Kripalu as well.
1: Oh, no, I didn't
0: know that, but I'm not surprised. Well, that was in the eighties and they shut yeah. the whole place down um, because Amrit Desai, who's now in Florida, he basically was uh assaulting all the women there and it came out it shut everything down and Hmm. uh yeah that it was it's such a shame Mm
1: -hmm. it's it's a beautiful spot and it used to be i think a jesuit seminary which if you know anything about that lineage also has its issues but um yeah yeah, it's it's i think my sense i'm hopeful because there's all of these scandals. It seemed to everywhere. Be raised, it's everywhere, especially the yoga community. Yoga, is, yeah. But it's they're even. in the trauma world too. I'll give you that much. And um, I'm looking at this going. Are we going to learn finally <laughs> to a not be gurus to our students, to do our own work as teachers? and to not claim that we're enlightened and perfect. And, and sadly, Sarah, I've watched that happen in some of my trauma worlds. Um, yeah. And I, I can honestly say that I don't have a, a mentor anymore in those worlds. I love the teachers I've had. No one has harmed me in any way, but you know, it's like, okay, that's, that's really interesting. You're, you have all that information and you're still acting kind of like a child. This is really strange. Yes. And it's not a pointing of a finger of you should know better, but there's also you should know better (laughs) like you're, you know, and so I don't know why I went off on that tangent I just was, I was back in the walls of Kripalu I think, remembering, I think that's why I wanted to mention it. it, it is, it can be very, very visceral, we might not even realize that what we're experiencing is functional freeze or bypassing and so what you said about your gut being off that's a sign that the autonomic nervous system is going into a bit of chaos it's stopping the movement when we get bloated right it's like it's going into freeze it's going into deep parasympathetic shutdown that's why it bloats and the gas isn't moving so anyway i kind of went off on a little trip there but
0: yeah. I mean, I think it's helpful for people to just kind of understand the the whole journey of things and you know, the yoga world I've kind of become disenchanted with myself a bit because of that, because of the the kind of guru mentality and the holier than thou and then you see the teacher like all calm and zen and then like <laughs> an asshole <laughs> <laughs> outside of class. I'm like, yeah. why are you acting like that? Like that's, you know, it, it's very ridiculous. fraudulent. It's very fraudulent. Yeah. Oh
1: it's, yeah. It's very, it's very fraudulent. And and the one thing I'll be really, uh, open with, and I am with you is that a, I'm not perfect, you know, and I do know this work really well and I know my body really well and I'm always learning, And I still screw up sometimes when I'm tracking things and get frustrated and, you know, sometimes think owning a restaurant would be easier. And my husband says that that's not true, but (laughs) but it's, it's really deep work when we, when we choose to not biohack our way on our healing journey, which I know you were interested in going into the cold plunge stuff a bit more. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you want to focus yeah. on that a bit. Um, so for the record, I have a cold plunge in my, in my, I don't have a yard We're in the city, but on our deck on the bottom level of our home, I was in it last night. I was in it yesterday morning after a bath, after a sauna. So we have it set up to do the, the hot cold. And I have injuries from ski racing, got a broken ankle from, hiking and all my twenties and all the crazy stuff I did. So for me, it's very therapeutic to be in that hot and cold. Um, but the interview I did with my husband that you were mentioning, he, when I met him, he had complex PTSD, like it was severe. He, and I didn't realize how and I'm going to say the way we talk, how messed up he was. I got in trouble from some people because I call them messed up, but that's how I talked to him. I wouldn't talk yeah. to them. You know, I wouldn't say that to a student or a, or a client unless they said to me, I'm so messed up, Irene. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, you're messed up. Let's talk about that. Right? right. So Seth was really messed up when I met him and I didn't realize it. And he didn't really realize it until we started engaging with my friends, having dinner parties. And he would literally flee. That's what he talked about in that video. If people want to watch it. I like once we had all these people over and he left. I'm like, where did Seth go? (laughs) He like went in his car, got a beer and sat up like on a hill and just waited until everybody left. Wow. So that's a sign that something's not right. Cause these were really nice people. They're not good people. (laughs) And uh, we were just having dinner but he was brought up in an environment that was just really toxic and really abusive physically as well. Um, mom was not mentally well. Dad was a tyrant, like all these sorts of things. Um, dad, his brother died when he was 20. Seth was like 12 from cancer, like just lots of stress. And, um, he, his trauma response was to isolate. Like he went to Hawaii to the Big Island to be kind of like a monk and meditate. He was totally vegan and emaciated um, during that time. All his teeth like got terrible. I know you've talked about yep. your teeth. Oh
0: yeah, the worst.
1: Surprise! He didn't lose all of his teeth. <laughs> um, but he thought that God would take care of him if he meditated and sat near the lava fields his body would be just healed naturally if he ascended. So he had that, I'm going to say delusion, because he didn't know any better. And then when he met me here, Irene comes in, you know, minding your own business and we fall in love. And, and he's like, holy cow, what you do is what I've been feeling I need, but I didn't know what it was. And Fast forward to us living in Canada because he's American, and um, and what happened was he realized that the meditation, well, good. He lived in a hot spring when I met him, not in a hot spring, but at a hot springs resort in Oregon, Brighton Bush. He was cold plunging and saunaing every day. He was like there was there's no pavement there; it's all all dirt, beautiful trees, like on a river. Being there did save him when he was in those natural environments because he was just in nature, Yes, but he was still unwell. And so as he started to learn about somatic experiencing, a bit of Feldenkrais, here's me, a fitness professional, basically demanding that if he doesn't start exercising, I'm going to leave him. And that was true. <laughs> You know, sometimes you have to have those conversations with the people you love. It's like, this isn't going to work, you know, um, like he, we wouldn't even be able to walk a kilometer before he would, wasn't even about fitness. It was just, he would panic and need to go home. It's like there was an uncomfortableness and now that's completely changed. Of course, it's been 10 years but he realized that what he wasn't, my point of the story, he did all these great practices that actually gave him energy and sustained him. But under that was still all of the stored pain, survival energy, trapped traumas, fight, flight, unsafety. He was also a preemie. He was born premature. So he was an incubator when he was a baby. So there was none of that skin to skin contact yeah. r- right away. And I mean, in the seventies, you rarely did that anyway with babies or in the sixties or eighties, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so there was a lot of odds stacked up against him, but as he started to work on these pockets of trapped trauma, I'll just keep it simple, his capacity and his body started to heal. Um, the other thing that was completely a mess is he had severe IBS when I met him. He didn't know what it was like to have a solid poop. Oh, wow. It was either rock hard constipation or just explosive diarrhea. And that was the case since he was a teenager. Wow. It started around when his brother died. So, you know, and he had ever never had huge accidents. Like he had some skateboarding injuries and that kind of thing. But so anyway, long story short, the practices and the tools and the biohacks are great and we use them therapeutically, but a tool, a biohack, even a therapy isn't going to be what creates full regulation when a system hasn't had regulation in the nervous system. And by regulation, I mean, regulation of the autonomic nervous system where our sympathetic and our parasympathetic are in good harmony like an orchestra that's playing with a good conductor yep. whereas dysregulation just for those that don't know it's like orchestra there's no conductor and nobody's listening to anyone and they're just playing their own <laughs> instruments right if yep. you've ever gone to the orchestra like before the conductor and they're comes warming out, up yeah it's kind of like this cacophony sound and then they come in and everyone yep. and then he does it and it's just like you get shivers as soon as that cohesion comes yes. in but that's essentially what was going on with my husband and goes on with many people. It was a lot of people. They really, again, it's no one's fault because people are busy. Yeah. You know, it, it is attractive to say, okay, if I just do this every day, I'll eventually get better. And for some people, that might work. Yeah. But it depends on how complex the traumas were, the upbringing. Um, how ingrained they are in their practices. Luckily, Seth had an open mind to see, wow, <laughs> that meditation wasn't bringing me closer to anything but more functional freeze.
0: Wow. Yeah, I think that's so important. And and I think a lot of us, you know, myself included, I, I grew up with a pretty traumatic upbringing. I've shared a little bit about it on the mm. channel, but not not super one day I will yeah. in depth tell you guys all my life story, but I'm not yeah. there yet, yeah. um, <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of trauma and we were in talk therapy. That was like my mom from day one. Okay. I know that these kids are in a bad situation. I know this is not good. So we're going to put them in talk therapy and yeah. I hated it. I absolutely hated yeah. it. Of course you did. You were a and kid. I, yeah. I was like, this sucks. I don't want to yeah. do this and it's not helping you know yeah. and when you talk about being in that state of you know just sympathetic dominance I feel like that's how I lived most of my life and even um, as a yoga teacher even uh, learning how to meditate I felt like so I was just always in this kind of like you know sympathetic state and it wasn't really until just recently that I really started to understand the kind of the work that you do where I'm, I'm I actually feel, chill actually feel like, oh, okay, like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like this all the time. you know, life doesn't have to be like that all the time, even when it's tough, you know, and it, that's been such a great learning experience.
1: And what you just shared is, I of course do not know the statistics of this, but it is probably the bulk of Western society. Yes. either there is a sympathetic dominance and that that pushing, I mean, I I fall into that trap too, you know, but when we understand it and understand what it is, not just in our own somatic visceral self, which is of course what I teach, but also theoretically, because sometimes you're so lost in your mind that you aren't even realizing that you're in sympathetic dominance. Most people don't know, but when you start to understand the the understanding of it, the, the theory of it, because we do have a higher brain, as humans, that is very, very complex. We can actually catch ourselves with our thinking, go stop that, like oh, did you ever see that Bob Newhart skit, Saturday Night Live, stop it.
0: I don't know if I did. Oh my God, you're gonna have to look
1: that up afterwards.
0: I will. <laughs> oh my God.
1: It's basically a 10, five minute skit. He's playing a psychologist and a woman comes in cause she's afraid that she's gonna be, I think buried alive in a box. Wow, and it's 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 humor, but there's actually some interesting truth to what he's offering her, which is sometimes we do need to use our higher brain to say stop it, stop, stop rushing. What are you yes. doing? Um, but then you need to understand why are you doing that? Where did you learn this? You know, if you've ever gone, well, you've been to Bali. My mother's from the Philippines. You go to these more I hate to use it, but you know, second world, less developed places. Yes, it's slower. <laughs> People don't, you know. Let's talk for another five minutes, and oh, yeah. have a have a beer, have a coffee, have some food. Let's sit Yeah, the, and it's just chill. It's
0: totally different. I was- I was yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was got to Bali. I got to the resort, and I couldn't walk down into the resort, and the van couldn't take me down, and some young girl came out of her house and offered me a ride down on her motorbike yeah and I tried to give her money and she's like uh-huh. no that's too much I can't take it I, I it just wouldn't be right and I yeah. saw she was coming out of this house that looked like a like a just a garage you know yeah. but yeah it wouldn't take a penny from me and I'm like huh this yeah. is not normal
1: <laughs> very different and yeah but, you know the, the and this doesn't mean that there is not trauma in those countries because oh, definitely There is. But um, as a whole, there's a little more regulation that those kiddos get when they're infants, those people get, because there aren't all the fancy devices. You don't ship your kid off to daycare. You keep them with you all day long as you work in the rice fields and you chop wood and you cook and you walk to places. It is very different. And so that actually creates connection and that regulation co-regulation which teaches self-regulation in that new human and people all are always amazed when there are things like natural disasters in places like the Philippines um for example they're like I can't believe how resilient these people are they've just lost everything and they're still yeah. dancing and it's and it's not because they're not sad that they just had this disaster but they had a solid foundation yes. growing up and we here in the West, for many of us, that never fucking happened. No. And yet the fact that so many are still alive, albeit with chronic illness and mental illness, it shows how strong the human system is to keep going. Yes. So yes. Um, I kind of went again off in a tangent there, but there's so many interesting avenues when we think about nervous system regulation, culture, um the practices that we in the west have adopted from the east yes. but then we mix it all Make up it, and, we... <laughs> <laughs> and then and then of course you know the cold thing is interesting because that i mean i grew up in canada i'm still in canada i was freezing most mornings at the ice rink, figure skating at six in the morning you know like yeah. and then of course the cultures in scandinavia and that were there they yes. are in cold and but they're also not doing it as a therapy. They're just in the cold. Yeah. So um, anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah. I I wanna touch back a little bit Mm. about just this whole, you know, other things that can come from nervous system dysregulation. Mm. Because there's so many, I I believe in doing it all. I believe in nutrition. I believe in the biohacking, but I think the big piece that people are really missing is this trauma piece because I've seen people kind of do it all and still be struggling and come to find out they have a ton of trauma that they've never dealt with on that somatic level. You know, maybe they've done a ton of talk therapy, just like me, Mm -hmm. which I know, I mean, a lot of times I would kind of just feel worse after (laughs) talk therapy. Like, I'm so sorry, you didn't do that. Like what, you know, what was that? I just spent $160 on that. Um, I did have some good therapists along the way, but there are some good ones for sure. Yeah. I just, it didn't do what I needed it to do. And I still, I think a lot of people, this, especially the thing with the gut, like that struck a nerve with me because I've dealt with gut issues ever since I was a really little kid. Yeah. Issues, eczema, and the bloating and the gas and all that stuff. I mean, just horrific. And I think a lot of people, even when they clean their diet up, they can still struggle with those things. And yeah, there's there's some supplements you might be able to take yeah. to help that, and some lifestyle things to take. Yeah. But how would trauma come into that when we talk about gut health?
1: hundred percent. And I'm the same as you, Sarah. Like I I have a master's in exercise science and nutrition, so I've, I'm all for the healthy lifestyle, the clean eating, all of that. So yes, yes, yes to all of that. And then you're exactly right. So many of the students, you, my peers, even in my collegial collegial world, they've cleaned it all up. And then they're like, why am I still bloated? Why right. am I still panicking? Why am I still having vicious nightmares that don't make sense? Right? Why am I afraid of Relationship, why can I not speak up? And so, you mentioned the guts. I'm going to start with that thread. Our gut, when we're born, is our first brain. The nerves in our gut are plentiful, and there's one big nerve, um, <laughs> that everyone's trying to biohack <laughs> exactly.
0: The, all starts the with time.
1: a V, ends in agus Vegas. You know, the vagus nerve is important, obviously, <clears throat> but. It's richly, it richly supplies the gut and the, the viscera and 80% of the um, fibers of those nerves go from the up gut to the brain. So like that's the direction, whereas 20% go from the brain, comes out of the brain stem to the gut. So there's more information flooding the brain from the belly. This is why when a little person is nervous. They don't necessarily say, mom, I'm nervous or mom. I don't like that person. They'll say my tummy hurts. Mm -hmm.
0: I think I went home from kindergarten more times than was allowed with, with a stomach ache. I mean, I was the same way in grade one we had a terrible teacher grade one. It
1: was, it was the worst. And I was in the nurse's office almost every day with a tummy ache. Yeah. She was mean, Mm. you know, like she made us build this, um, you know, when refrigerators come in boxes Mm -hmm. and, you know, here's this box that she found. She made us decorate it as a little house with all sorts of things. And then when we were bad, she put us in it.
0: What? Don't do that to little kids. That's serious.
1: And I remember telling this to my dad a little while ago, he's like, she did what? (laughs) Her name was Madame Haneke. because we were in French. So anyway, that just like, that's not cool, you Um, know? And for someone who's you know, a bit, maybe a bit more sensitive and can't shut down, the system is gonna go, this isn't good, this is dangerous. So our gut feels everything. It's why we say gut sense. I have a gut sense, Mm -hmm. butterflies in the stomach. So there's so many nerves in that gut. And when we have had bad, scary things that happened to us growing up, this belly of ours becomes basically like an antenna for danger. And over time, and again, I'm generalizing, usually a person starts to shut that down. They start to not feel it. They start to, to just ignore it. Um, and that causes problems because then we're not listening to the fact that there's maybe danger around us. Yeah. But the paradox for someone like yourself or my husband who, were, who was in an abusive, maybe violent, stressful, adverse home life. It doesn't have to be violent. I need to be very clear that it could just be that parents hate each other or they hate their jobs or they're sick, right? They might love you, but they're they're in their own stress reaction. And then the little person who's all nerve endings and all feeling and all sensation is just sucking that in. And so um, over time, if that continues, that little human starts to basically create this world in which all they know is stress. All they know is danger. And I have got to protect myself from this. I have to armor myself. I have to be stoic, maybe. I have to be perfect. That's another thing that kids will do to try to get attention or I'll be the opposite. I'll be so defiant and a hellraiser so that they see me and I'm going to just raise survival energy to get them to have a reaction. Right. And so kids will be very clever. And I say that with quotes in ways to get their survival physiology resolved. But then what often happens, Sarah, is nobody's there to pick it up you know, you talked about therapy. There's a reason why I agree. Talk therapy for kids and adults. Isn't always the best. A good childhood therapist will have toys
0: play therapy. Yeah, They'll have
1: sand trays. They'll have, you know, I've seen these, you go into these places and these shelves with toys and figurines and horses and, and action figures. And that is there for the kid to come in and be like, oh my God, I want to be Zorro or, oh my God, I want to pretend I'm on a horse. What, and then you might say to little Susie, okay, you picked that horse, what do you want to do? I want to get on it and run and run. And, and the moment little Susie says that, that's her getting her survival responses out, you see? Yeah. When they can't do it at home. Now, of course the trouble is most, usually if a kid is going to that level of a therapist, mom and dad know a bit about something, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? The trouble is these kids that don't have that opportunity to play out their survival energies, they store them. And that sounds like what happened with you, with my husband, and then we become adults and we're wondering, what am I doing wrong? But it's the biology that is basically stressed. And so part of the work that my colleagues and I do Obviously, education is a big part of it, but working yes. with the gut, working with the stress organs, um the adrenals are our little powerhouses of protection. You know, we they secrete the adrenaline, the cortisol, the noradrenaline to protect our body, but also to turn it on and all those things that our endocrine system does. But again, if if a kiddo is in that abusive, adverse, scary world, those adrenaline little glands, those adrenal glands are gonna just keep secreting and secreting, but over time they'll burn out. They'll realize, okay, adrenaline's not enough. We better bring cortisol into the mix because cortisol is long lasting. Adrenaline will last for not even minutes. Um, Let's push out the cortisol, which is a steroid, which is gonna last and it's gonna keep us okay with the stress longer, but then as you know, with cortisol, it also becomes toxic. It gets into the cells and then we deplete that. And then that's like the story for a nutritionist who really knows endocrinology. But one of the things we work with directly is the kidneys and the adrenals, as you learned in smart body, smart mind. And it's not like going in and manipulating them with massage or needles, but it's kind of giving them attention and focus And saying to them, either verbally or in your mind with intention, you had a really hard life. And this, I'm going to say the script that I was taught. It's not a script, but the idea, and this is what we teach folk. And I mean, anyone listening to this can listen to this and feel how this resonates in their system. But it's like, wow, you had a really hard first few years. You had a hard life like this is speaking to the adrenals, like you had to protect, you had to stay on guard. You couldn't trust anyone. You can only count on yourself. You thought you were gonna die over and over and over again. You deserve to be tired, right? Yes, yes. And And here we are saying, bring in some safety. We're going, we're going to say to you, the adrenals, it's not even about saying relax. This is where a lot of mind bots like just calm down. relax. Those those little adrenals want to fight. They want to protect. It's like, I know you want to fight and that's okay. That's okay. Feel that fight. And maybe from that, a person, as they dip into those adrenals in that intention, they start to conjure up this roar energy or this, I want to hit you and scream. You know, when kids have tantrums, we, we punish them, but it's like, they're, that's just their survival energy coming out. Yeah. Right. And why are they tantruming? Something didn't get listened to.
0: Yeah.
1: A kid just doesn't wake up and decide to have a tantrum. Right. It happens because their their pool, their bucket is full with survival energy. Yeah. And so as we work with these stress organs, as I call them, the kidneys, the adrenals, the gut, the brain stem, which is high up where the brain meets the spinal cord. That's the area that also can get, if you think of a turtle, when he gets, he or she gets scared, they pull their heads yeah. in. We have that too. Of course we can't see it, but it tenses, it tightens, it just it like goes up to really work with and, and provide um, support good energy, good juju, you know, just this unconditional, it's not even about love, Sarah, it's just support, containment, the same way you would if you were working with an animal from the shelter that was neglected, or abused, you know, it it doesn't work to just say, say to that animal, I love you, I love you, let's protect you, let's feed you, you have to act calm down
0: relax you can't
1: tell them that. like you have to act with them with yes. complete calm like safety safety yes. and yes. routine and so part of the work is being routine in showing up over and over and over again to these organs and being like hey hey yeah you had a hard go and we're here to now let you know that you can take some of that guard down but if you want to fight a bit that's cool too Right. And if you need to freeze every now and again, cause it's too much, that's cool too. Yeah. hope okay, I'm making sense.
0: Absolutely. I, I, to me, definitely. I mean, I think it's just having that awareness because we, you know, when we get into that survival mode, we, for, we disconnect from the body completely and the brain and the brain. Yeah. It's we're just like you said earlier, we're just not in body at all. And I think that's just become so normal in our society. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, now people doing this virtual reality stuff—it's just going to get worse and worse. I think that's a freaking disaster waiting to happen. In I, many regards,
1: I agree with you.
0: Yeah, I, I've had—you know—I'm open to
1: potentials, but the reality is, we're not connected to our own reality.
0: Right. And we're not.
1: To add another layer of disconnection from our own body, I'm not so sure that's going to go well. But that's that's just my hunch.
0: No, it's not. But well, you know.
1: <laughs> I'm being diplomatic. You'll, I'm being diplomatic.
0: <laughs> you'll be there when they're ready. <laughs> I just want to go on a holiday. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Open the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it.
1: <laughs> actually, I'll share a funny story. Well, it's not a funny story, but the other day, my husband actually finally was like, hmm, "Maybe that restaurant idea is a good idea." But the reason why is because we, we love dining out. Like we really do. We can't right now because of the restrictions, but I can't stand the oils that they cook food. Oh,
0: the seed oils. Yes. I
1: do love a good French fry. I mean, come on, you know, really good French fries with good salt. Oh yeah. And I'm like, and I know that McDonald's, they used to fry all their food in lard.
0: They did. Yes.
1: And I'm like, why don't we open up a greasy spoon that uses lard? Yes. And of course, all the good, you know, grass fed meat and all that sort of stuff. And the cost would be high, but I'm like, i go to that restaurant.
0: Yes. I think a lot of people would. (laughs) I think a lot of people would, because we're just all these seed oils and it is so bad for your body causes Mm -hmm. so much inflammation and Mm -hmm. people just have no no idea what they're eating. Yeah. We never eat out. It's. I know not worth it. You know, I know. we can't, I we can know. here. there's not really restrictions here at mm. most places. There's a few, but not really. Um, but yeah, we just don't cause it's yeah. It's I know. Well, that's it. my idea. I'll, if, I love it. <laughs> we'll see. it will <That'll laughs> be
1: my retirement job. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, I kind of, I took us off track there
0: that's okay. So do you think a lot of people that, you know, are suffering from autoimmune issues? Cause I feel like autoimmune is like the new normal. Now I, I have so many ladies that have Hashimoto's that have thyroid issues. Yeah. I definitely think that the disconnection from nature and poor relationship mm-hmm. with light yes. and food comes into play with that. But I'd really love to talk about the role that trauma plays mm-hmm. in these autoimmune conditions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I agree. I think that the diet and the light is all essential. So I'm on that train with you as well. And then there will be some folks who they do all of that and they still are having trouble. Yes. So a quick science lesson is important for this. So you've got the fight and the flight, which most people know. And I think because of you and your, your world here, people might know the freeze and the shutdown. So most of the time, when you talk to someone that has had, or is living with an autoimmune disorder of some kind or something like fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue, um, inevitably they will say, yes, my childhood was stressful or yeah, I couldn't be myself. I had to hold it in or yes, there was a divorce. Yes, there, I was whatever. And so you have to just look at really simply the fight flight is the sympathetic nervous system. It wants to fight. It wants to flee, run, get away. And then the freeze response is the immobility response. It's the shut down. Eventually it can lead to shut down, but it's the, I don't want to sense and feel the fight and flee because it's too much. Usually when one is on the other is off this was kind of the simplified way. There's like a classic graph that you'll see where like one is going up and one is going down. But what happens when we start to have what we would call syndromes, so syndromal representation, which is the autoimmune, the the, um, Raynaud's, the severe migraine headaches, the severe PMS, um, chronic fatigue is, and I know some people are listening, but. sympathetic goes up, so it's like up on the graph, but then the parasympathetic also stays up when really it should be coming in to bring the system down. What is often not talked about in the worlds of the vagus nerve is people will just say parasympathetic calms you down. That's partially true but partially not true. There are many branches of the parasympathetic nervous system. One of them is rest digest, it does bring us down. But one of them is this freeze. It's called high tone dorsal of the parasympathetic. It puts us into that freeze. And so when a person has chronic stress, traumas, adversities, bad, scary things that they haven't worked with at that physiological level, not just the talk therapy level, their system has both the sympathetic and the high tone dorsal of the parasympathetic on all the time it's like having the gas on the car and the brake on and the e-brake and you're trying to like go yeah if you've ever driven an automatic car and you don't realize the e-brake is on my my i can drive stick too but sometimes my husband will drive my car which is automatic and he'll put the e-brake on out of um uh habit habit right because you need that with a, a stick yep and I'll like turn on my car I'll put it <laughs> into drive I'm like what and you can feel it yeah sometimes and sometimes smell make, it too and then it makes this that's like oh shit so you put the e-brake on right yep. of course if you're on a hill put the e-brake on but when you're flat you don't need it And right. but that's what's happening at the physiological level when we have fight and flight and freeze coexisting at the same time and then depending on the person's predisposition because genetics do play a role you know no matter how stressed out i am i i i don't think i could ever get irritable bowel like it's just not in my constitution however yeah. i get skin stuff right yep i get histamine response yep whereas seth never gets a rash like he's he gets a bite, nothing happens. I get a bite, I just look at it. At well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And my dad is like that. Uh, my mom is like that. So, yeah. So, again, just because one has um, a genetic predisposition doesn't mean they're going to get whatever it is. But it really is this idea of epigenetics and how these genetics are turned on. Yes. Exactly. As a result of the system stress physiology, maybe the environment. Um, but then, you know, there are certain things, Sarah, where if we're all put in a nuclear disaster site, like Chernobyl, we're going to get sick, you know, oh, yeah. e- even if we're definitely as healthy as healthy can be. So there's exceptions to that, Right. but in a nutshell, though, this autoimmune thing is, is that essentially, and I'll add one more piece. I mentioned the parasympathetic has different branches There's that that shutdown immobility, the high tone dorsal, the parasympathetic. Um, But then there's the low tone dorsal, which I know you've learned through me. Low tone dorsal, the parasympathetic is that rest digest. It is where the system is cleaning house. It's where the immune system starts to work. It's where the cells start to repair. It's where the gut barrier starts to stitch back up. Usually this is happening when we sleep. Um, if our system is sleeping, but it's living in that high tone dorsal with the the E-brake and the gas on, you can sleep for 40 hours a day and rest as much as you want, but those cellular repair processes aren't going to happen. The cleaning of the cells. I know that you've learned a bit about that, that autophagy, right? Like, yeah. That needs that low tone, chill, rest, digest, but without it, it, we need to get out of the sympathetic and out of that high tone dorsal. Um, And then the other thing that is part of the, uh, sorry, part of the parasympathetic is the social engagement, right? So you and I, while we're not in the same room, I'm seeing you, I'm smiling, you're nodding, you're blinking. If you stopped doing that, I would have trouble connecting with you Right? So the other part about working with these trauma stressors is people will say, yeah, I have no interest in connecting or when I do, it doesn't feel right or I'm just not interested. Um, And so another part of this healing process is bringing back on that social engagement, which is part of the parasympathetic um, because that actually directly helps the system calm down. And we know that, like, when you see someone who's calm and nice and speaks well, it helps. But if someone is not like that and rigid and, or totally like, if you've ever had a professor that has no facial affect, it's like impossible to learn. Yeah. So, um, anyways, autoimmune is lots of things. It's very, like I said, very genetic, highly individual. Um, and those genetics from what we're seeing get triggered or turned on when there is this intense survival energy always going on running the front of the bus, essentially.
0: Yes. Which I feel like is really common, especially in the last couple of years. I mean, that is, I definitely went to that place in 2020 which is really what made me seek out your work honestly because i i was you know 2020 was kind of a crisis year for me yeah. in in many ways and i had to start seeking out things that i had never sought out before because yeah. i was at that place where you know the quote unquote perfect diet was no longer moving the needle mm-hmm. the you know the meditation was no longer being helpful the yoga wasn't being helpful it wasn't doing for me what I needed it to do. And so that is when I found your work and was like, okay, this is the one thing I have yeah. never tried, never heard yeah. of it. And it was immediate that I just started binge watching all your videos and just wanting to learn more and more. And I think that that's such a big part of your smart body, smart mind program and your 21 day course as well It's just yeah. this, the education piece of what you just took us through, of understanding how the nervous system works. Cause everyone's like, let's stimulate the vagus nerve and let's um, go to parasympathetic nervous system. Boom, end of story. You know, and I did it as a yoga teacher for years, same. But I didn't know the complexities of these things and and how to work with them as well.
1: Well, and what you said there, I love how you changed your tone when you said that. (laughs) Because, you know, I, I am like, if someone really needs a tool, if someone needs to breathe in a, in a very controlled way to calm themselves so that they don't hit their kids, then do it, you know, you might even do that when you're doing this work with me, if you should choose to do that. But the key is you can't go around with the do having to do those things every time there's a spike in your physiology it is exhausting and this is why people then look for the next pack and then, because after a while it's like, I just don't wanna keep doing this thing, right? Um, and so, so yes, this, this important ability to realize that um, we really are meant to not live in survival stress. Right. And what you said about, you know, the last two years, which is kind of how I call it, like the last two years has shown me, and for most, it might be unconscious, but it has shown me how either unwell or well a person has been. Because the physiology probably was already stressed out if someone is now suffering some kind of chronic situation because yeah. of the stress of the last two years it was probably already there yeah and it I say that with full, I say that with full you know uh, empathy it's like yes and then this was just the, the the big effing camel that you know or straw that broke the camel's back yep just like someone will come into my office when I was in private practice who thought they were really fine and then they had a blow up with their partner or a divorce, or someone died in their family or a car accident. And the expression of their symptomology is not equated to the stressor. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start to go, okay, what was stored in that system before this insult? Yeah. And then we take this constant insult of uncertainty, um, weird things going on, not feeling free to do as we need to. And for some of us, it won't really make much of a difference. I feel like, yes, things have been a bit stressful in some ways on my end, but I'm pretty healthy now. Like if not more so than I was two years ago. Um, but some people I've watched, even I see photos of people through social media and they look like they've aged yes. considerably.
0: Yes. You know, there's images of,
1: there's an image of a, a young man from the, I think it was second world war picture taken up, taken. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. God. See if you can link that in the show notes. Cause it's yep. just, you see that and you're like, and people are so shocked that he looks like an old man. I'm like, he just went to war. Right. He was just living in survival stress for two plus years. Of course he's aged. Yeah. You know, he never had time to get into that rest, digest, low tone dorsal. And so interestingly enough, I think a lot of folks were living in survival stress, spiritually bypassed up until 2019. And then this insult adds, and then their system is just having to just survive and white knuckle it, not knowing when it's gonna end. That's very taxing on their system. And we have had many of our students have said, my God, if if I hadn't have done this last year or two years ago, I don't know where I would be right now. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, and my are-
0: system was going into, into crazy fight flight. We talked about that on another episode mm-hmm. where I was having like this chronic urination issue and it yes, was yeah, cystitis. Yeah. And it was like the work that we did with the kidneys and the adrenals. I had never done anything like that before. I think mm-hmm. you even mentioned on your social media at one point that it was like, working with the chakras in a different way, yeah. like the somatic chakras. And yeah. I, when you said yeah. that, I'm like, God, that makes perfect sense because mm-hmm. we're connecting to these different energy centers in our body, in a, in a way that we never have before. And it's just so healing. And it's, it's something I feel like everyone should be able to access, you know, I, mean, yeah. I wish that everyone could, cause it's, it's just so healing and so helpful.
1: Yeah, well, the adrenals are like at that solar plexus spot, right? Yes. And then that that root is the the sex organs and the glands yes. there. And then, you know, the the I'm terrible with my chakras. The throat chakra yep. is the thyroid. Yeah. And then the thymus and the I mean, and then in our brain, there's so many little things: the hypothalamus, oh, yes. the pituitary, the amygdala, the pineal gland. I mean, yeah, it all it all connects, and I think it's unfortunate that. I've had some instances where I'll mention something like energy centers and chakras. And then I, people like immediately discredit me because it's not scientific. It's like, well, you went to the East, that is pretty scientific. It's like, we have to stop dividing these systems. It's like, it's one system and there's different ways of interpreting it. Yes. Um, But no, the kidney adrenal work is very, in my opinion, psychic and spiritual, but it's putting focus on the biology with that more spiritual, open energy approach, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think what the thing that has helped me the most and that I want for other people, because I say this a lot of like, listen to your body. Cause I mm-hmm. do things like fasting. I do things like cold plunging. Mm-hmm. I don't You know, eat carbohydrates. And a lot of people are like, "That's putting your body body into shutdown. It's too hard. It's too much." And for me, you know, I've had to learn, and and doing the work in Smart Body, Smart Mind, and the twenty one day course has helped me to kind of take that step back and actually be able to listen to my body. Because I've told people to listen to their body for twelve years, and I don't think I quite ever really knew what that meant. (laughs) (laughs) But this work has actually allowed me to be able to listen and say, let's not cold plunge today or even this week. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's take the week off. You know, let's, let's just chill. Let's not fast. You know, let's, let's feel about these stressors in our life. And are we overloading the system and pushing ourselves into that sympathetic place? You know, and I think that that is what people do a lot of these practices and they just completely override everything. And then they end up making some of their ailments worse, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. It sometimes can become another addiction. Yes. And that's, that's, that's kind of a little bit of what I'm seeing. um, when I hear folks say, you know, it's like a hit of adrenaline Mm -hmm. when I do this practice, whether it's breath or, or, or cold. And again, you know, those can be important, but if you can't function without it, right. It's just like, if you have to uh, you know, I I've had students and clients who, when they would show up, um, working with me in person, they would literally walk in with a purse of stuff, Hmm. snacks, essential oils, uh, crystals and nothing against a snack or crystals or essential oils. I have them all in my house, but as we finish up the work and they become more regulated, they just show up with their wallet. Right. And their keys. Right. You don't need the backpack with all the stuff in it. Right. Um, and, you know, and again, it's not to say that that's a bad thing, but when we're needing to apply things and practices to keep ourselves calm, we are not regulated.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And, and that's the distinction that I think is, is again, it's no one's fault. Cause we're just starting to understand what actual regulate, I don't You know. There hasn't been, well, in our history in the last 10,000 10, years, I don't know if there's been a time where there's been mass regulation of nervous no. systems. It's just no. like, I wonder, I would love to time travel back to that time or to another planet where there is mass regulation because it would feel so different, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah um, I think so.
1: But I also think that we can get there, um, but it ain't a quick fix, my friend, no. as you know. Nope. It's not, it's not, um, if it
0: sounds too good to be true, it probably is. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. And you know, it's funny that you say that. Cause I get, um, I have lots of messages that come to me and people will say, you know, you, I don't know how many times this year I've heard people say, Sarah, you've changed, like, I, I am alive because of you, like you've changed my life. Like, and, and so that sounds too good to be true. And mm-hmm. I, even I have to kind of not disconnect, but not engage with that yeah. too much yeah. But when I share those stories, I also, am like, you have to remember this person just didn't pop a pill and then everything, right.
0: Was they had to do some actual they work,
1: did the work and they did yeah. it consistently. Yes. And I'm still in contact with some of my students who took the first round of this course, 10 rounds ago, wow. who are still like when it wasn't even called smart body, smart mind, it was only like four weeks long. Um, and I knew nothing about online, anything, and they're still in it. They're still, it's not that they're struggling, but they're in it. It's a lifestyle.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um,
1: it's very hard to ignore it. Once you know it.
0: Agree. And that, I mean, and I use the tools that I have learned. I'm going to, I'm actually just signed up yesterday to come back through and take Yay. smart party, smart mind again, because I, I need to, I need the repetition. Mm-hmm and i find myself using the tools the simple tools like orienting all the time every day you know it's it's a practice and i encourage people that are in my private groups i talk about orienting i'm like you know before you get in your car and start driving like when you get in your car orient <sighs> settle to the car like i'm in my car like i'm you know mm-hmm. look at, <laughs> be in your car for a second before yeah. you just go on autopilot and drive off and forget how you even got to the next destination. You know, these things are so simple, but Mm -hmm. they make such a profound difference in the nervous system's ability to what you talk about is have um, hold capacity. Right. And just basically our ability to be able to, to handle more stress and not completely just shut down, you know, hundred
1: percent. And, you know, I think the beauty of how I really see the curriculum now, you know, I didn't, we didn't
0: ask you what your trauma was when you started. Right, no, you don't have to tell anybody. There's, there's You guys there's, don't there's, talk about that.
1: We don't, you know, someone, when they introduce themselves, wants to share their life story, that's totally fine. But um, we don't need to know in right. this context, it, would be, it might be different if someone came to me for one-on-one work because they had like a neck pain due to a, an, an injury I, I'd want to know a bit about that injury and how it happened and all that but the the program is really created to build capacity and build what what I would call this bigger swimming pool which is in one yeah. of the healing trauma videos that I hope everyone watches because it's probably one of the best analogies to describe capacity at the somatic level and how we add stress And how when we have more capacity, it's easier to take it out. Yes. Um, and so what inevitably happens when a person sticks with the work, because I will be very upfront, it can seem really boring at the beginning. Yes. What you want me to just like touch my wrist and you know the joint? Yeah. What? Like, how, and even people like, I don't know how these things are going to help me make more money. That's what people have said. Like, I don't understand it, but it's, it's about learning the language of the body again. Yes. And when yes. you build that capacity, and I don't know where this sits in our brain or body. I don't know if we'll ever find this, but something in the unconscious triggers and says, okay, she's ready to remember okay. that really bad thing that happened when they were four. Yeah. And someone who is sitting here listening to this who has not built their capacity might be like I do not want to know what happened to me when I was four. Right. But the difference is the difference between I'm going to use a metaphor. I would never ask someone to put me at the top of Everest right now and climb it. Right. I wouldn't be prepared. I would die. But if I decided to train for it and prepare, I would be ready for it, but I, you can't even drop anybody at the top of Everest because helicopters, like you have to start at the bottom and slowly yeah. work your way up. And so that's the thing is that the, the program is designed to be very titrated, which is drop by drop, little bit by little bit. And then before you know it, you have enough capacity to feel the scariest things that have happened to you. But it is like just climbing up Everest, Yes. Because you've done the groundwork. And so, what happens, Sarah, is that when people go into more biohacking cathartic practices, where the promise is you're going to come out of this weekend workshop totally healed of all your stuff, which trust me when I say that might happen if someone has already done the groundwork. And then, Definitely. yeah, maybe witnessing, feeling, support. But for most people, they go into these things completely shut down, living a functional freeze. Their system is cracked open. They feel good at the time, usually because of endorphins and that connection. And then they go home and they have no idea what to do with this memory or this feeling or this emotion that has been cracked open. Yes. And so we are overly, overly um, adamant that there is no right way to go through this. You go at your own pace which can be very hard for the overachievers.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Definitely. You know,
1: but you go at your own pace and when you acknowledge that and follow that impulse, that's when the system is like, Holy cow, you've never actually trusted me yeah. because maybe there was a parent that pushed and pushed and pushed and you never could wasn't yeah. safe
0: exactly. to be,
1: to be lazy on a Saturday, for example. Yeah. And so anyway, yeah, there's so much, so many little pieces of, of goodness there and it is work. It is learning. Um, it's not therapy. Nope.
0: You don't have to talk about anything <laughs> if you don't want to. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. And like nothing. I said, I mean, all those years of talk therapy, a lot of the time I would just feel worse after mm-hmm. With this, I felt like, Okay. I just felt like that regulation piece. I never knew what it meant to re- to be actually regulated. regulated. I had, I didn't know what that meant, Mm-mm. you know, and now I can tell when I'm dysregulated, like 110%, you know, mm-hmm. I'm dropping things just, you know, all over the place. I'm like, all right, we're a little dysregulated right now. Let's mm-hmm. pause, let's orient, mm-hmm. you know, let's, mm-hmm. let's, Take Come a back. moment. Yeah. That's step basic. back for a second and I don't have to do any kind of get my crystals out or light sage or anything like that. I mean, I could if I wanted to, but sure. <laughs> they're nice. That's that's not really what that this is this type of thing is about, you know.
1: No, and you know, I think the other th- interesting thing is you know, to to piggyback on the crystal and sage thing. I have that stuff in my house. Me too, all but, over. <laughs> but but what happens is they they become more meaningful when yeah. you because there, 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 there's energy to that too. And so what happens too, not only does the system start to gain more regulation and functionality and vitality, is we start to connect to the things around us in a much more nuanced way. Yes. Because we are orienting to them. We also become safer. You know, how many people do I see my God in my neighborhood who cross the street and never look both ways? It boggles my mind. Like, there oh, isn't yeah. even this concept that maybe I should check to see if the yeah. cars are coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. not about being hypervigilant. It's just like, this is safety. Right. You know, right. Um, so, yeah, there's so many avenues that it can um, funnel out into. And I have no doubt that, you know, you've probably noticed how you see your daughter is different. And oh, yeah. Definitely. People in the world. And not that it's, teaching you to be a therapist with them, but it's giving you a different lens yes, of their behavior and what they might need.
0: Yes, absolutely. I'm a lot more understanding and compassionate these days than mm-hmm. I was before, so much more. I still yes. get frustrated. I still, this morning I was yelling at my phone early. I shouldn't <sighs> have been on it in the first place. I broke right. my rule about checking it before uh, 8.30 yeah, in the morning. Uh, yeah but, you know, I was like, "Ah!" my husband's like, okay, maybe put it down. (laughs) (laughs) So I still have my moments, you know, where the certain comments or messages I'll get will, will trigger me, but yeah, yeah. You know, I can take a step back and see it for what it is a little bit better than I've ever been able to.
1: Well, and what you said there is important because The other misconception I think of this work is that it's about just getting calm and regulated. And Once you're regulated, you're not (laughs) going to experience any anger or frustration. And that's, that's so not true. We'll experience the wide range of human expression and emotion, but it won't consume us. Yes. And we'll know how to bring ourselves back without force. And sometimes a comment that we see that pisses us off is 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 um warranting a FU, not to them, but you got just get out <laughs> yes. you gotta get that out because if you hold it in, I'm like, oh, I'll be fine, sending love, sending love, you know, like sure we can send love, but yeah, you just that really pissed me off.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. You don't want to bypass your own feelings, and you know that's anger yeah. is a huge one. It is. Right? So you sometimes just have to let it out. Don't send light and love just yet.
1: <laughs> and that's actually that maybe that's the thing. Maybe the final thing or one thing I'm going to add about the autoimmune that I forgot is yes. um, one of the one of the traits for folk who get quite sick chronically in that way. Um, and Gabor Mate talks about this in his book, when the body says no, and we have a lot within SBSM that talks about and works with anger and healthy aggression is that life force energy of anger and healthy aggression. It must get out. If if you think about trying to trap a tiger in a cage. And I mean, I think most of us have been to zoos and you see these animals that just shouldn't be in there and they just don't look healthy. Think about that in your body. It's like trapping a million or a trillion little tigers in your cell. And when that fight wants to get out and we're not bringing it out, it will create toxicity in the system. So emotions like anger are also a big part of what we work with, but it's also not what we do in the first four weeks. Like, again, there needs to be the capacity built so that that can come out without fear. Because the moment someone is afraid of being angry, they're not ready to be angry yet. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. There's like so many little sound bites I wanted to <laughs> yeah, take that, was a this, one, actually. that was that's a really good one. I need to remember that
1: one, Sarah. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> I
0: think you need to use that. That needs to be a video. It needs to be on your social. Yeah. Like yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And you see it again. I think about private practice and or even watching Peter Levine do sessions, and he'll explain what he wants someone to try like mm. the boo sounds, the activation. Yes. And you can tell the moment someone like, oh, they like recoil yes, or they look at you in shock, like you're a monster. Again, that shows you, or it shows that person. Wow. I am really afraid of anger and my, my life force energy. Yeah. And I mean, I can get, sh- I get shivers thinking about it. Cause it's like, whoa, there's a lot of trapped energy in my body. And I had no idea I had this monster inside of me that needed to get out. And some people will be afraid of that anger, but we need it. Again, we're mammals. We're yes. humans and we're mammals. And we yes. have that fight in us and keeping it inside will make us sick. agree. agree. hundred
0: mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, smart body, smart mind. I know that's starting up in a few mm-hmm. weeks and this'll go out um, not next week, but the week after. So it'll be out, I think, right before your registration opens up. So let's talk about it just a little bit in case people have listened to this and they're like, how do I go to the next level with this information? Yeah.
1: So smart body, smart mind. Um, first of all, I encourage people to look at the site. I know that's not as fun as me telling you everything, but that is a comprehensive site with FAQs and what you get and stories. Um, but essentially, it was created uh, when I realized private practice and working with folk one on one was not enough. They, I wanted my students, I don't even call them clients, I wanted my students to understand everything I learned in my trainings through the somatic experiencing lens, through the Feldenkrais lens, and through the somatic practice lens, which was working or working with early developmental trauma at that stress organ level that we were talking about. And so over the years, I just created all these resources that I then just put into this program that is Smart Body, Smart Mind. So it is run once a year live. So it's like a semester at university, basically. And so we go through it all together at the same time. There are modules of content that are released 10, over 10, 12 weeks. There's 10 of them. Um, There are live calls where I am doing kind of like lecture-based teaching. Um, There are, we're gonna have what we call curated Q&A calls with my husband, Seth, because he's also a colleague, um, where we answer questions to provide a a range of consultation, if you will, answers to people's questions around the course. Um, The course is practical and theoretical, so I call them neurosensory exercises. They're like a hybrid of meditation meets somatic experiencing meets movement meets visualization. I I haven't found anything anywhere in the world that is quite like them. So that's, you could say my magic craft are those practical lessons. And the way it works is it's live for the three months. And then we do an extra four weeks of Q&A in our text-based. We're not on Facebook. Everything is in the course site. Um, I have professionals. We have like 10 of my colleagues who are in that site, usually three times a day answering questions. So in the live session, you are not just left alone. I mean, if you choose to not engage, then... That, and some people don't even need that, but some people do. So there's lots of support in that in that world or in that way. Um, and then what happens is because we're just in live session for three months, the content is yours for the year. And it remains yours for as much as you want. You can download all the lessons, the video trainings can be downloaded. So I'm literally giving that to Being you. It, yeah of course, when you purchase and become a member. And then you work on the material. We give you ideas on how to do post SPSM work. And then when we run it again, as you just mentioned, you can rejoin yes. live. And some people do it as a refresher. Some people pick and choose what they do. Some people start from the very beginning and go through. Um, some people just are in it to feel the energy of the group. They, they hang out on the calls. Um, and each year I'm adding and improving like this year, I'm redoing the orienting lessons, the follow your impulse lessons. We're adding integration lessons. There's a lot. And so the other thing that I will say is that most people don't get through the full 12 weeks. Yep. Um, you probably,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, did not. And
1: and that's fine. And that isn't a discouragement. It's you know, I've been asked like, Irene, why don't you make the course 12 months or six months? And the, the, the trouble with that is people need a break.
0: They need time to integrate the, all of it.
1: They need yeah. a break. My yeah. team needs a break. I need a yeah. break. So we're putting in that concept of titration and you can't learn a whole body of work in three months you can't learn an entire biology degree in three months. You know, it takes four years to get a degree in biology if we use that as an example or physiology. So I really like to say to the folk, this is about healing. And yes, there's massive therapeutic effects. Like we've had people get off of thyroid meds. I just heard from one of our students whom is type one diabetic. She's still on insulin, but she uses way less. Wow. And she can change her blood glucose levels just by orienting and going into the lessons.
0: Wow, that's awesome.
1: It's crazy. Anyway, her name's Sandra. Her story's on the site. She's just, she's she's a rock star. She's like, she's Mm -hmm. an older woman. She's definitely past her sixties and she's like hiking every day. And so, so, you know, but again, I didn't know about her diabetes. I don't know about my people's thyroid conditions. It's really adult learning and we're working to grow capacity at that nervous system level and then from there the ailments and the troubles whether it's physical or more mental or more relational or creative they start to just kind of take care of themselves so again it kind of sounds too good to be true and I'll be the first to say that but it it is more than one methodology because I'm blending yep. you know my 25 years of expertise into one very comprehensive three-month course yeah I don't know if there's any other thing I probably missed something there's added bonuses there's movement lessons my husband's a, a composer of sound healing music I don't know if you've listened to his tracks mm, the, oh yeah you got to check those out there's beautiful to. composed music where it goes through the chakras
0: Oh, how cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, Seth doesn't get to check yeah. it out. He like literally studied music composition in university for four years. Wow. And then that with his shamanic energy and then healing. And it's just, yeah, put it on the house when you're just doing things. And I will yeah, it's that's really pretty,
0: very cool. Nice. Yeah.
1: So there's a lot in there. Um, the Q and a calls in on their own are like information sessions. Oh, they're
0: awesome. I remember I would, I loved those. Sometimes I would listen to those a couple of times. I've always learned something. Yeah.
1: And actually what you just said is important. Like some folks go into this program totally green. They've never done a lick of any of this work and that's great. And then there's some people that are my colleagues who are, who have, are like, want to know what I'm up to. And they go through it and they're like, wow, and it's not because I'm this brilliant necessarily person. It's just that they're being shown a different way of approaching this work. Like I said, we're not asking people to tell us how screwed up they are. Right. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to be humorous there. Yeah. We have to have some, like, we're just learning how to be more human.
0: Yes, definitely. It's
1: like, and it can be fun. And, and it's, it's basically, in my opinion, it's like becoming an apprentice, of your own physiology. And for most of us, we just were never taught that.
0: Never. No. And we're still not, it's still not, any anywhere that I've been able to find mm-hmm. anywhere else that we're learning this about our physiology yeah. and and how to work with it yeah. and how to understand it. Yeah, um, I think that's what's so important. The education so important. is so helpful. So mm-hmm.
1: our older members too. Like we have people in their 80s, going, and I commend them because they're not used to the computer. And oh yeah, and and you know those in their 80s, 70s, 60s, even 50s, they'll say. Um, I wish I had known this 30 years ago or 20 years ago and they have to grieve a little bit. Um, So I say that to say, you can do this at any age. I also really put a word out to the younger folk listening, maybe who haven't had kids who want to, this will completely change your ability to do that in the way that I think we should, which is with ease. There's so much stress around bringing kids into the world. It's like, people have been doing this for century, for yes. forever. It's not, you know, it's going to sound a bit weird, but it's like, don't make it such a big deal. Like just trust your body, yeah. take the stress out, learn how to connect to yourself. Cause if you can't connect to yourself, you're surely not going to be able to connect to a brand new human. And they need that connection. They do, yes.
0: Um,
1: and it, it can be really simple when you understand that stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the young folk are kind of, they're like, it's like, come on guys, like you will, you will shift so much if you can get this on now and it will save you a lot in therapy and all the other things as time goes on. That's that's hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I'm going to link all of that in the show notes for people watching on YouTube or on audio only that'll be linked. So you can, they can find your website as well as how to sign up and all your social stuff. But if um, they're just listening, what's the best way people can find you if they want to find more of your work in general?
1: Just my name, Irene Lyon, I-R-E-N-E-L-Y-O-N.com. Everything is there. Um, And like you said, you'll link those things. Uh, And the other thing I forgot to mention is. If you want a little more input, a little more information, do the healing trauma video series. It's a three-part series um, that we created almost four years ago, (laughs) three years ago, but it takes you through some of the essential uh, metaphors that I used to teach about the nervous system, A bit about the science. I get into the vagus nerve, the polyvagal work, um, a bit of my story. And then the third video is, is really talking about how this is a different way of healing that's based on learning and growing capacity as opposed to let's try to fix this problem. Yeah. And then within that training, there's also a sample neurosensory exercise that I just recorded this month. So it's fresh. Oh. If you oh. haven't gone through it, it's 20 minutes. It's the basics, but the basics can be very powerful as you know.
0: Yes. And that's uh, free, right? Yep hundred yes. percent. I think I did that. I didn't hear the neurosensory one. Cause you just recorded that, but I think I did that and it really pushed me over the edge and kind of convinced me to start doing more of the deeper work with you. I remember mm-hmm. that was my first taste of your work yeah. and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's good videos. They're yeah. fun too.
1: There's graphics and motion. Yes. It's not just me talking. So yeah. Yeah. I don't have any gray hair back then. So I'll look <laughs> a little different um but yeah like I said they're about three years ago we we filmed those so um but all accurate and still current information
0: yeah well thank you so much for being here today this has been such a great conversation and you guys make sure you check out the show notes to follow Irene and and all of her work thanks Sarah thank you bye If you are still here, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really do appreciate it. And I know Irene does as well. I think that this information about the nervous system is something that we are not talking enough about in our society. So I do hope that you will share this episode out with your friends, tag us on social media, and let's keep spreading the word. We want more and more people to be well, more and more people healing their nervous system. So Again, I really hope it was helpful. Make sure you check out all the links down in the show notes, how to work with Irene and her programs, as well as just her YouTube channel. If you just want to get started with understanding the nervous system better, she has a lot of free content as well. And another thank you to my sponsors, Optimal Carnivore. My code again is carnivore uppercase Y. You can use that over on Amazon to save 10% on their grass-fed beef liver supplement, as well as their organ meat complex, both of those we take daily here in our home, and upgraded formulas. My code over there is Yogi12 to save on any of the supplements on their website, as well as that hair tissue mineral analysis with a consultation, just really helpful in helping you to get to the bottom of any mineral deficiencies that you have. So if you're having any trouble sleeping or with muscle weakness, fatigue, any of those things, even hair loss, this can be a mineral deficiency. So make sure you check out those links. And if you have a chance, head on over to Apple or Spotify, leave me up to a five-star review. It does help to get this information out to more people. And I think we need to continue to have that mindset to heal as many people as possible. So I hope you'll help me out in that effort. And thank you again for listening to today's show. I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye.